Hey there, folks. It's Aaron Morgenstein from FlexMedStaff.com. In this video, Corinne and I talk about the things to look for in selecting a malpractice carrier for your malpractice insurance policy. I hope you pick up something new and something to think about when you are searching for the best policy. Enjoy. Talking today about choosing the best malpractice carrier for direct contracting. And as you know, many factors go into selecting the correct malpractice carrier for part-time per diems direct contracting work. So there's a lot of options out there, and I think we'll start going through them in order. But um, what do you want to tell us about picking a financially solid malpractice carrier? Yeah, I definitely think it's if you can, you should go with a malpractice carrier that is financially sound. And they refer this as rated A, which I'm not even sure how they get that rating, but rated A malpractice carriers. The other thing you want to look for is going with an admitted carrier who offers admitted policies. So what does it mean to have an admitted carrier or a non-admitted carrier? So an admitted carrier is someone that is invested in the state's insurance fund. If you have a policy that is backed by one of these admitted carriers, that means you are also backed by the state. So if for some reason the insurance company were to go bankrupt and to close down, you would still be protected by the state's funds. Now, that's not the case if you are with a non-admitted carrier. So if a non-admitted carrier goes under or bankrupt, the state is not going to back you. So an important thing to recognize. When you're working with a malpractice broker or an insurance uh, malpractice insurance agent or carrier, you should try to give them all your business. It's actually not recommended that you have multiple malpractice carriers unless those multiple malpractice carriers and the sole reason for it is because they don't cover different states, right? So if I have a malpractice carrier that can only cover me in Colorado and I have one that can only cover me in Florida, well, then maybe I need two different malpractice carriers. But it's ideal to find a malpractice carrier that can cover you in all states because giving them all your business is going to be best for your premium. Uh, the other thing I would speak about is that when you're looking at malpractice policies or working with the correct carriers, check to see if they have part-time policies. Some of these carriers have full-time and full-time only, or only offer full-time policies. Now, if you're a clinician, you only work 20 hours a week, why should you be paying for a full-time policy? There are some carriers out there that offer part-time policies. The majority of them look at full-time or part-time, and when, they, when you say the word part-time, they're kind of referring to 20 hours on average a week. There are other malpractice carriers that will break it down even further, maybe to 10 hours per week or five hours on average and whatnot. Another thing to think about is that some malpractice carriers are stronger in some areas of the country over others. So for example, if I want to get the best premium in Colorado or the lowest premium in Colorado, I might have to go with one insurance company who can't necessarily get me the best deals in New York. So New York's a, a different state, obviously, and it's got higher risk. And so there's probably a malpractice carrier that's stronger in New York 
to offer me a lower premium. So something to think about. I'd also think about how the geographical regions within the states are divided up as far as risk. So I think that the majority of the country or the majority of states are just one sole state. Whereas there are some there are some states, New York being one of them, Pennsylvania, where they're divided up into regions and the cost of your premium is gonna differ depending on which region of the state you're in. So that is one thing that's gonna alter your premium. As far as going along the lines of these topics, was there anything else you wanted to add, Corinne? Yes, Aaron, so you've covered the major points. I just wanna add, you always wanna ask if there are any discounts, like if you belong to any organization or association or uh, you know, they give you a discount on that. Sometimes if you take a course on risk management that they recommend, they'll give you a little discount there. Uh, make sure they're paying your legal fees. Uh, make sure, oh, and one thing to ask for is if they let you prepay your tail, especially if you have a claims-based policy, this makes it more like an occurrence-based one um, if they're offering that. And then the last thing would be make sure about any deductible if there is one you want to know what the amount is so that you don't get stuck with like a huge deductible in, in case something happens. Agreed. You, the, the last thing I would add is you want to work with a carrier or an agent or a broker that understands your mission or what you're trying to do. So if you're only trying to work part-time or you're trying to work full-time, that they know what your mission is so they can get you the best malpractice premium. You also want one that's really a malpractice broker or agent that's really responsive. And this way, if you do have a change of employment or you decide to pick up another hospital as an independent contractor, they're there for you when you email them and let them know that you'd like to pick up a second, third hospital and to get in touch with the underwriters to see how your policy is going to change. I think that's a good review, Corinne, of of malpractice carriers, things to think about, things to worry about, uh, and things to know about. If the viewers have any questions, they can certainly submit them below. For now, if you like the material and want to hear more about what we speak about, please subscribe to the channel. Enjoy your day.